Welcome to episode 48, everyone. This is our first podcast back from the new year, first episode for 2020. Joe Worthington here, Paul Fotofilly. What's up, award. Hello. Welcome, gents. Guys, a couple things to mention. Our BJJ program has started. We're running classes every night of the week, Monday to Friday and Saturday mornings. We've got a fundamentals and a regular program. So if you want to train jiu-jitsu and strength and conditioning and mobility all under the one roof, get in touch with us. Find us at junglebrothers.com. For our members and for the people who are within our vicinity, we actually are running a goal-setting seminar, which is part of our JB Tribe seminar series next Saturday, the 18th of January. The details are on Facebook. You can find that through the event. For members, it's free. For outsiders, you've got to slang us 40 bones. But 40 bones does all go towards bushfire donation. Uh, be one of our preferred charities. So it's all gone to a good place. And while we're talking about the bushfires, which are currently ravaging our country, we will be running a bushfire fundraiser workshop. We'll have at least six of the high-level Jungle Brothers coaches teaching in the one workshop, which is going to run for around three hours. That will be on Saturday, the 8th of February. Uh, details for that will be coming out soon, but that's going to be bodyweight strength, mobility, handstands, uh, maybe a bit of weightlifting stuff, just a really solid, well-rounded workshop that's going to help reignite your training flame for 2020. And uh, all of the proceeds will be going towards charity and we want to raise as much money as we can to help people who have been affected by the bushfires. So, moving on from that, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today we're talking about reigniting the training flame for 2020. Uh, this is something we've all been dealing with in our personal lives while also kicking the gym back off in recent days. You boys want to tell me how, uh, how it's been going for you on the personal front, getting back into your training? Sure. Um, well, I have a... Hi, everyone. Uh, I have a, a baby on the way. I'll start by saying that my baby was actually due, our third child with the lovely Tash Marks Taylor. Uh, it was due six days ago now. So over the Christmas period, we haven't been away as such. We've been kind of stand on standby for baby mode. So I didn't really go away and I didn't completely stop training so when you talk about reigniting it's not like I I took four weeks off I was in the gym every kind of three days and I was doing a bit of movement so I didn't you were in here working as well right bit of work yeah yeah bit of work and uh yeah just some training here so I didn't completely stop but um I still had to find some motivation for sure uh coming into January I yeah I do the goal setting I do the goal setting thing around this time of the year and I was finding it hard. I thought, oh, looking forward to coming in December because I like reflecting the year and then thinking big and making some new goals for the year. It's generally an exciting, an exciting thing. But I couldn't really find that this year um, and I was trying to force the point and I found my way back and I can tell you how I did that later. You want me to tell you now? Mm. We started, you want to tell us now? about it? Yeah, you, you want to have... Take right, well, us there. Okay, I'll take you there. Uh, it was, wasn't really that tricky, but it was just... I couldn't figure out how to get excited. And this is about just not just the training, but about the year. You know, we do some personal development, trying to uh, push the boundaries with our business and, and think about that. And I, I couldn't get it going, but I realised the first thing I needed to do was to shut down 2019 and have a little fun. So in terms of like... You want to talk about how to reignite the flame and get going. I, you just have to make sure, I think, I had to make sure I had a, a good rest. Um, <clears throat> not just physically, but mentally. 
So I was around the house. You know, like I said, we didn't go anywhere. So we're home quite a lot. We're doing beach days and being Sydney, like, you know, hometown tourists type thing. And Tash at some point was just like, because the kids love staying around the house a lot. And I just want to go all the time. Um, and she's like, you need to go out. You should go out. So I rang up the lads. Okay. She <laughs> sent you out. She sent me out pretty much. Rang up uh, uh, the boys and they came and picked me up and we ended up going and having a night out. Um, Big one? Uh, it, was, it was pretty good. It was, it was good. We like ended up just, I was like, I need to go out. And they're like, oh, let's go to, let's just stay here at home. So I need to go out somewhere and see the world passing by. And we ended up getting drinks and, um, and sitting in the park and doing an Arvo session in the park at Newtown. Oh. And then that... That inner Westlife. That inner Westlife. And then it, and then it turned into... <laughs> you can go into the pub, you know. Monji, <laughs> Monji's dating a... Uh, a <laughs> he's dating a nurse and, like, uh, she lives with all of her nurse friends and they're all nurses and they're all, like, in their right, 20s. this is sounding messy. No, no, it wasn't that messy. It wasn't that messy, but it was funny. Nurses are one like, step back from hosties. <laughs> <laughs> it just... It no just, offense to any of the hosties or the nurses yeah, out there. I'm just kidding. Uh, but we ended up, like... I ended up going there, you know, we had, we had dinner, it was like a Christmas dinner for all these um, girls, a lot of them don't have their families here in Sydney type thing, and um, we played like a, like a college card game, like a drinking game, <laughs> it was ridiculous, oh, gosh. called King's Cup, and yeah, I was home by like one o'clock, but it was Tanked. just, it was fun, like I just dumped on I the doorstep, I mean, I was, I was fine, but it, I think it was more the just relaxing and just chilling out and having some drinks and, you know, you know what I mean? So the next day I felt like, I don't know what it is about having a night out sometimes. I feel like... Is uh, it cathartic? Is that I the guess word? it is. I guess it is. Yeah. And I was like, that was, that was cool. I got to catch up with my old mates. You know, Lucha was there and stuff and had a laugh. And um, I think that went a long way anyway. Not to say that was the only thing and it was like just a pivotal point, but I definitely realised the next day that I didn't allow myself to shut down in 2019 in a way right so that 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 night or that time for you is almost a, like a bit of a you're kind of sealing off a little bit that being then opening up like resetting for the next a year. little bit that's interesting because around the actual christmas day like i've got like many of us have numerous parts of families and her family my family there's like four different christmas things and although i love them like your, it's it's like a tick list. Oh, we're going to this one. We're doing that one, and we've got to go to here for a lunch and there for a dinner. It's hectic. And it's it can be very hectic. Um, and our Christmas party was so far away. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was just like a. It, anyway, it helped me. It helped me. I definitely felt it the next day. I was like, oh, cool. Twenty twenty, come at me. Um, so that was that was part of the reason. Part of how I, I felt was a turning point for me to look towards the year and get excited. Yeah, okay. That's mm. nice. You realise this after the fact though. It wasn't when you were going there that you're like, oh, this is my yeah. seal off 2019 night. It was just kind Type of... thing. The next yeah. day you felt like you'd done that. Yeah. So it, I definitely felt I needed... I had some excess energy to burn. Um, and I'm a, social, I'm a social guy. And if I don't get uh, my feel of conversations... You know, oh. drunken, philosophical, Fuck. ranting, you know. And I've known Paul for a long time. And if there's one thing I know, it's that he likes conversations. Well, dude, when like... you got time for everyone. Yes. Like it's important to you, you know. That's I, I, yeah, I value it for sure. Yeah. And um, I think it's really important. Uh, when you have kids and stuff and you, you end up having lots of kid conversations all the time. 
and your time spent at home is like, you know, disciplining them, dealing with them, trying to manage it. You're always, so you, you find you're, you're always in this uh, commanding role and it's like the wet blanket role a lot of the time and you never love it. You never love to always be the wet blanket and it's just what you got to do, you know. And often when you're with your partner, you're in logistics mode Monday, well, through the middle of the, the whole year, logistics mode. So it's like, you know what I mean, T? Yeah. And, and Joe, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. get him to bed, what are we doing tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And then you're just trying to go to bed. So I definitely need to, to get out of School I love and activities. It's activities, yeah. And work. Yeah. That's kind of it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I love my home. I do love my home. Um, but I don't deny who I am and, and what I also need, which is like to hang out with my friends. The nurses. And, uh, the, <laughs> the nurses. <laughs> <laughs> the doses, you know, the boys just talk some some shit and rant about whatever politics you want to talk about, and um, and a whole bunch of dumb shit. Oh, nice. T Bone has has your a month of that. Yeah, T's like I had that <laughs> night for, one for like yeah forty days. <laughs> <laughs> how's um how's your general return to training been and the break and stuff? Oh uh, yeah, I never stop, never stop. Uh, there's I f- I feel like I have a better holiday when I'm moving. I just change. The, uh, the structure, because I'm usually not, I'm not at the gym. And um, I'll always be in nature over this time of year, generally. Um, yeah, so it was the same for me. Just got to turn off the social media, turn off the emails and just focus on what was in front of me. And that was my kids and my wife mm. for the first 10 days. Mm. And we went down to, uh, down, we, we went south to National Park and... Um, we got in there and got out of there before it all turned pretty sour, fire-wise. Um, and that was just kind of lucky. Um, but uh, the rangers and everyone down the, on, on, in all of the parks, are, they're just all over it. They're so professional. They'll drop in and let us know what's going on and then we've got all the apps and all of that. So it felt, uh, it felt safe enough. Um, did, D, did, did your wife share that sentiment? She was like, she felt good? Yep. Yeah, yep. we'd been watching all of the parks for a good month before we actually left, and we kept it in mind that we might we just might not go anywhere and just stay in Sydney. But we got out, and um, yeah, this time of year for me, and it hasn't always been like that because um, we haven't always been in a business that's dictated by the New Year and Christmas. Sometimes we're working through it, but for 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 the gym gym environment, things quietening down. Even if you're, you are doing the hours here, it's usually not so many people here. And when they come in, they're all in holiday mode. So it's kind of forced, it's a forced break in a way. Yeah. So yeah, take advantage of that and just uh, rest the mind is the most important thing for me. Uh, turn the wheels off for a bit and just focus on present, not get too consumed with what the future holds and all that kind of jazz. I think that's what the problem was with me. I was trying to force this transition. I was like, how do I just bounce into 2020? But I needed to just chill out first. Yeah. And just calm the mind or, or whatever. Not to say it all happened in one night of wild card games, but definitely played a part in it. Yeah. Did you, were you running while you were away? Yeah. Run, uh, beach run, sprints. And then I, when we, we went north... Uh, I caught up with a with a bunch of friends, some people from the gym, Carl and Nicole and Morgs and 
his missus. And oh, sick. Yeah, they were just uh, up there anyway. And then um, a couple of them overheard me talk about it. And they said, oh, we want to come to camp. So I was like, yeah, come and join us. We did New Year's together. And uh, Adrian came down from Bel- Bellingen. The bets. Yeah, so I went running with him while he walked. <laughs> and I died. <laughs> but um, Still a weapon. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. This is an old friend of ours, close friend of T's, who was one of the original Jungle Brothers when we just had an idea and we started some classes in the park. Betsy was, it was four of us. Yeah. And he likes his ultra marathons and... Wife carrying championships. Yeah. Mm, uh, adventure racing. This goes for like seven or eight days of punishment. So, yeah, what felt like an eternity to, to me was just a little, little jog to the corner and back. <laughs> to walk up to the shops <laughs> and back. Yeah. <laughs> but that was great, you know. And I think uh, this year f- uh, I, I want to focus more on just getting get my engine back up because I've had so, so much attention to trying to gain a little bit of mobility, which I feel like I've, I've achieved. Um, and just getting my body back into um, in, into balance. So there's no, I'm not, I'm not in any, I've got no niggles, there's no injuries, and I feel like it's time to start ramping it up a bit, getting the heart rate up, and all that kind of jazz. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Back to the conditioning piece. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, I need it. Yeah. Kind of, it's easy to drift from, from that side of training when you've got so many different things to focus on or that you could focus on. Yeah, because that that's of kind of the first thing that most people do in their training, isn't it? Yeah. The conditioning. And you go, go, you go hard at it and then you find all this other stuff that's really valuable, but then that stuff pulls you away from it and you realise, oh, shit, like I'm getting mobile and my handstands are good and all that. Yeah. But I'm not actually – I'm not much of a workhorse anymore. Yeah, you jog to the shop and you're like – Fuck it, I can do the splits. You know – a few days after Christmas, I was pretty feeling pretty slobby, and I, um, Kate, my mother-in-law, she swims every Sunday, and I, I heard the keys jingling, and I was lying in bed, and I thought, ah, oh, I gotta get up. I said, wait for me, I'm gonna get ready, I'm gonna come with you, and I went and did some laps at Leichhardt Pool, and it kicked my ass. I knew it would completely oh, kick yeah. my ass. I mean, Tequila. it's just it's also different because of the coordination and the patterning with the breathing and knowing where to relax and where to kick from you know and I didn't have little to any knowledge on how to do all that but I went in anyway that's cool (laughs) I did like 10 laps and um, I rested at the end of every one and she was just coasting along she'd pop and she'd double back she's like are you okay (laughs) and there was heaps of people just like ripping a lot of people twice my age just you know you've seen them before they're, they're hardly you. moving. They're hardly moving. Their they're arms. like the oldies that do soft sand. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hundred laps, man. twice as fast as you. Yeah, man. But my man, it was it was tough. And yeah, so it's a fifty meter pool. So I did ten laps. That's five hundred meters. And I thought to myself, I need to have you know, it's a, a goal started forming. It won't be this year's goal, but I think it's. I feel like it's important to be able to swim Triathlon. one kilometer unbroken so it's it's a for me I, I, I would love to see someone like Gemma Taylor and get some advice on swimming and strokes and some things that I can practice but damn I don't think see many champion Polynesian swimmers do you no you don't no. well they they, they, they do practical shit like diving 
They can dive deep for ages, yeah. Yeah, they don't just look at a black line and go back and forth. <laughs> I mean, fuck. What are you saying? It's a white <laughs> man sport? What are you trying to say, bruh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's the highest expression of that athletic capacity. Right. <laughs> Getting a whole lot of power is the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you want. Well, yeah, you still got to go and buy your dinner expression. afterwards, bro. Got to get those chips, bro. It's true. Yeah, so that... I'm with you though. I definitely want to get the gas tank up. I think uh, I think there's an unseen thing, and it's kind of what I'm, I was getting at, I guess, with the training piece, because we've openly said we don't stop training over the break, right? Like none mm. of us do. We just change it up and find ways to incorporate it into our day to day. But that doesn't, I, uh, for me personally, it doesn't mean that coming back to work on the Friday that I came back last week, that it's easy for me just to start training 60 to 120 minutes a day there's still yep. like a oh fuck like i gotta i gotta schedule it back into my day because i haven't been working so when i when i got a day you know say boxing day where i'm not working i'm hanging out it's easy to do some training because uh, besides that i'm just really hanging out with family and eating some food and whatever i want so coming back into the gym i'm like i i, I realize fuck i need to one um, like cultivate the discipline or the motivation or whatever it is to get it going, but then I also need to schedule it back in. Do you guys deal with any of that or do you just roll back into it like nothing happened, nothing changed? Um, I have to schedule it for sure, given our, uh, our job and how we work on a calendar with clients and all the stuff we try to juggle as busy grown-ups. Um, it has to be scheduled. Um, what I so yeah so I have my my times and they're shifting a little bit at the beginning of the year so I have to be a bit flexible in January till things settle, uh, but uh, I guess what I, I I do do is I stay as strict as I can with the schedule, but the content in what I, what I do is flexible in terms of like ramping into it because you you ask like what do you do like uh, I'll so right now I'm I'm sticking to it so it comes at this time I go and do something and that's what's the, the discipline part but what I do inside is a little bit different. You mean like the actual session itself? The actual session can be lower intensity. I'll start with something easy, something I enjoy, uh, maybe a play piece and then set to lower. Um, it's less specific work as well. So what I'm doing is just like, uh, you know, like a kind of do something straight arm and something lower and then something plyo, and then I just mix it all together. I'm really enjoying doing three to four set pieces at the moment. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah, so, so you know what I mean. So what I do in it is different, but to get going, I just have to the, – the only thing I have to be disciplined at is turning up to that session at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And it's not too intimidating at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. That makes sense, the – yeah, not making it a full-on scheduled session that's at full intensity that yep. you would be training, say, middle of the year. Mm. Um, but rather, it's just it's a little bit lighter, so it's not too intimidating, mm. and you're just kind of rolling back in and more getting the habit going again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My schedule stays exactly the same. It's easier to to get back into uh, a routine if there's no, no change. So programming is the same. I don't. Um, I don't change a thing. Just look at it as another small holiday. Start back again. Yeah. Yeah, I find it much easier because you're not introducing new stuff after you've had a little break and you're feeling lethargic and 
full of fucking shit food and stuff. So, yeah, I find it. It's, they're always harder sessions coming back in first week. Kind of drag your feet a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't change a thing. Keep it, keep it the same. find it easier to, to get back into the uh, rhythm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's interesting, huh? Makes a lot of sense. My sessions at the moment have just been more or less my knee rehab. So, really, they've been kind of dynamic because they've been changing every week or two based on what the physio gives me. Um, and I... Yeah, I thought that it, I thought it would be really easy to fit in other training on top of my rehab work. I thought like, yeah, I'll do like whatever, 30 minutes of rehab a day and then 30, 45 minutes of like upper body strength. But it turns out that my rehab sessions are like an hour or more per day now anyway. And because I'm right. feeling a bit lethargic and I'm not moving that well, they're actually quite fucking hard. So mm. I'm finding it hard to get extra stuff on top of it, but it's okay because I'm... I'm I'm doing some work, I'm getting a sweat on. I'm sort of, you know, I'm probably more in line with what you're saying, Paul, where I don't, I just want to get something done. Yeah. You know, if I work yeah. for an hour and it's hard and I break a sweat, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, there's numerous approaches and it's down to the individual what kind of works for you in terms of motivation, would you say? Yeah, well, I think uh, that brings an interesting point to mind, like, is it, uh, are you motivated to do it, like actually, or is it just part of your, is it an expression of discipline? Mm. Um, and I think that uh, I talk to people about this a lot because people think that as gym owners or people that are in the fitness industry, that we're highly motivated to exercise all the time. Um, and I can honestly say, owning a gym and working out of a gym every day, I'm somehow less motivated to train now than I ever was before because the place where I train is also where I do all my work. And because I'm so, I consider myself to be, to have a strong work ethic, it's hard to separate from that when it comes time to train, right? Yeah, it's a distraction. Yeah, whereas when I used to just go to the gym to do training, it was really easy because there was one thing that I did at that place. So when I got to that place, I was like, sick, let's train, you know? In any case, um, motivation, not so much of a thing uh, for me. But the discipline is definitely more where I, where I get the energy to do it. So I think, what kind of person do I see myself as and what would that person do today? Like, would that person just work all day and not do any training or would that person have spent 60 or 90 minutes exercising? Obviously, it's the, the latter. So I try to chase that. Mm. Thoughts? Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I think... Um if you stop over the Christmas break completely, then this becomes even harder to, to continue the discipline. And then you have a break and then you come back and you're like, oh, wait a week before I get back into it. And before you know it, like a month's passed. And then you start sketching yourself out. Oh, I don't want to get on the mats or I um, definitely don't want to spar tonight because I'm, just I'm not ready. Get bashed. Yeah. Yeah. And then all get under the barbell. You start worrying that... You're losing strength and that can be a real cascade for a lot of people. Negative sort yeah. of feelings. And, and then you, the, the New Year's resolution always has something to do with health for most people and you put even more pressure on yourself to perform. So, yeah, it's a tricky little time over year for, for a lot of people coming out of, uh, you know, totally the, the, in, coming into the new year. Yeah, I had a thought before on that, on that goal setting thing. Paul, you were talking about, you know, setting goals and, and that sort of thing. Um, and I, uh, like, I do the same for myself. 
and I like to think that I do it. Uh, I remember last year, I uh, what day was it? It was New Year's Eve, twenty eighteen, that uh, Misa and I we were away, so we had some time, and we went and sat in this really nice park and um, spent a couple of hours writing out some thoughts on the on the year prior, and then setting some goals for the year ahead. And it felt like the perfect process because it was impeccably timed it was the last day of the year we we're going to celebrate that night and then the next day you start and you got a clear mind and <laughs> you're already on track right no, no. and then this year um i sort of had it on my schedule like oh leading up to new year's eve like man do the goals thing like you know fucking got to do it right that's the day and uh and i didn't i just had other shit on i was like gardening at home and rehabbing my knee and fucking probably spending some time on the couch anyway um I then I started seeing Instagram posts from a lot of you know people that I follow, and people like oh you know starting my new starting my 2020 like wake up early go for a walk, <laughs> you know JT was like apple cider vinegar shots because 2020 is the year of health and you know like and everyone's having this perfect start to the year as I see it right, and um, I'm like, and you know there was a part of me that's like I fucked up like I didn't. Mm-hmm. I missed the chance. It's now like the 3rd of January and I still don't know what I'm doing. Wait till next year, man. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> toss it all in. But, you know, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm pretty good at dealing with this shit and, 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 and thinking about this stuff. And but you still felt... I still felt yeah. that. So I'm like, fuck, imagine what <clears> someone who's like not in great health who maybe just started at the gym and, you know, maybe their lifestyle's in a bit of disarray and then they're following these people and they're seeing that message and they're like, man, I've really fucked up because yeah. <laughs> I never even thought about a goal in my yeah. whole life. Yeah. Um, but what I kind of came to was like, like it's so not important and it's kind of silly in a way. Like it's cool to have a day. You know, there's those people that push back against resolutions and go, fuck that. I just fucking achieve every day and that's it. I'm not that person. I, I do think it's good to have some kind of structure. And You've got to be moving towards something. You've got to be moving towards if something. If you haven't defined what that is. Yeah, but also like structure in terms of the day. So it's good to have oh, yeah. like the yeah. end of the year to kind of mark, well, this is a good time for you to like review how you went last year and what you want to do for this next year. And whether it's on the first day of the year or it's the day before, or maybe it's yeah. two weeks down the track and it's at our goal setting seminar on the 18th of January. It fuck, it doesn't matter. Plug, plug. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's just a good time to start thinking about it. Yeah. And the reason why I find it's really important... Um, is because uh, I, I need... This is a big turning point in the year. And when I get into the year, uh, I'm very busy, like I imagine a lot of people are. And with the kids and whatnot, um, I mean, I need a time where I'm going to sit down and review and be in that headspace. And it's hard to find that during the year. Because when you're in the year, it's often running and you're rolling. You know what I mean? It's like... You've got a window there. Yeah, it's like your day. You start your day and it's like, I just got to get stuff done or do you start your day and then write down the to-do list and then you, you have clarity about how to do it and you're on track. So I need to like get myself, I need to have all these conversations with myself at the beginning at, or, or, or at some point and, and the New Year's is a good beginning um, so I can, yeah, I can, I can do that because I, I can't get into that headspace often like week in, week out, month in, month out during the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you have a limited time frame, you're saying, I, and you got you got to utilise that time. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, but on the, on the goals thing, um, 
yeah, finding the finding the perfect time to do it. It was funny you, you, what you were saying because last year I had a really good time where I, I did it with my wife. Um, we went we like I had a little, you know, uh, seminar together. She's does it, but um, is, is well. I've only been doing it for say three, four years. She was kind of two years into it, but we sat down and went through a bit of a process that I had learnt, you know, from our work together. Um, and it was really cool. And we set them, and then we kind of came back to them a few days later and consolidated them, and then put them somewhere where I could see all the time. Um, and this year, I guess I was a bit frustrated trying to get motivated for it because it wasn't happening the same way. So it's a really good point. Makes it's not always going to be perfect how it happens. And I know my process isn't go sit down in the park and do it in one go. I'm more of a, a two weeks. I write some. I review the other ones. Then I um, I try to get a bit inspired because I, I have to. I, I well this year anyway. I wanted to revisit the ten year goals, and not to not to change them. Um, because you don't want to be changing the 10-year goals all the time or you're making a mistake every year mate, when you're setting them. But oh, wait, I don't want a Ferrari. I want a yeah, Lamborghini. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was <laughs> more six like... Six bedrooms, 12 bedrooms. <laughs> it was more like just questioning um, whether they were still the ones, you know, that I wanted to achieve. Yes. Um, Do I still want that? Yeah. So I find the 10-year goals, um, they... You have to be in a certain mind space because that's the one that's a bit... The embarrassing one that's a bit more... Uh, lofty? Ha- yeah, lofty. That's the word I'm looking for. They're lofty ones. Whereas when it comes down to the year, you get much closer to just what needs to be done in front of you. Yeah. So to go into the lofty space, I had to find the headspace to do that. And finding that was a bit difficult. So I had to try and um, make it happen from nowhere type thing. Part of it played into, you know, letting my hair down a little bit. And then... Yeah, and then I just I just went to all the things that I knew, which was come here. What, like a, two of the days where I came to the gym over Christmas time was my my main goal was to try and get that happening for myself, so I could write goals for the year. So well, I just had like three hour kind of training movement downstairs, had a shower, and then went to the book for an hour. Um, so I was just trying to kickstart it there. The other thing I did was, um, which is I thought was a a good thing that worked well, um, is to uh, l- just look for inspiration out of things. Um, so it was, I, s- I was just started exposing myself to inspirational shit, the shit that I liked, people that I admired, which was in the form of watching docos. I was just watching docos, I was following my nose with things that I find interesting, same way that, you know, I think you do as well, or well, we all do, but it was more like uh, an intentional way to try and kickstart some lofty thought. Oh, what I really want to, or what I, you know, where do I want to go? Am I, you know, just questioning, am I, because, you know, to set goals is one thing, but then to set the right goals or the true goals, that's another thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm just making sure I'm not setting someone else's goals. You know yeah, I mean? not just to write down some shit that seems like a good goal. Yes. That's yeah. a good point. So it was, it, I was really happy with what I've done so far because it was, I had to fabricate it somewhat. And um, it, 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 I got it going. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, this points out a good thing that it's like the, you know, the idea of setting goals and, and you know, not to go on about goals. But the, 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 the thing is it, it is work. It does take time and it does take thought and a bit of focus. It's not just, a, you know, it's not just uh, something that, necess- that, that comes to you if you don't create the space for it. 
Yeah. So, you know, people can be critical of it or whatever, but it's like, look, anyone that is actually taking the time to think about what they want out of their life, be it in 10 years' time or one year's time or this week, um, is already putting a foot in the right direction, I believe. Whether or not you write something on paper, that's another thing, but asking yourself that question, how did I go, what could I do better, what, do, what would I like to be doing, um, goes a really long way. Yeah, it works for me anyway, because I, I just, I get distracted really easily. And when I'm into something, I'm just doing that thing, whether that's on a small scale, on a day to hour to hour basis, or whether it's on a, a week to month basis where we're just in here coming to work, doing the work grind. So I don't, I, I don't have those conversations all the time with myself, so I need to like do it like this. I only really do them at the end of the year because there's a little bit of space to think about them, but I don't, I don't set goals this time of year specifically. Yeah, right. I think um, New Year's, especially the resolution, is a trap uh, because if you fuck up, then you've got to wait a whole year before you have another crack at it, especially if it's something like quitting ciggies or uh, I'm going to, you know... You doing that this drop, year? Drop the beads. <laughs> <laughs> no. Getting off the bunk. No, no, no. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Quitters. Quitters. <laughs> yeah, but, well, this, this is where, 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 you, where you hear it most. I'm going to train five days a week. Yeah. All these things. And, it, and it's, it's that tiny little window that you give yourself this opportunity to achieve something unachievable. And if you don't get on that freeway. And trip over and then yeah. you wait another year trying to have another crack at it. And it's a fucking trap. It's true, but I've I got to point out that's not... It's not the idea of setting a resolution that, or using New Year's that's the problem. It's that that person set a stupid goal, yeah. right? Like, I don't exercise. I'm doing five days a week starting from next Monday. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's steps in between here that take place. Um, and you know the goals that I well, set. Why can't you do that any day? Well, why that's, that, that's right. It doesn't have to be then, right? Yeah. The, the ended up being like once I reviewed things and I was setting goals for the, the next year, they were very similar to last year's goals. Yeah. Uh, or they were an extension of it. Because like uh, I kind of achieved one and I got some like habitual goals that are set. Once I achieve that one, I don't have to keep that on the list. It's just become natural. And the, the next goal was kind of an extension of the same thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. People just, they'll miss, they'll miss the, the lift off. And then it's like, shit, I missed that turn off. I'll, I'll have to wait for the next one. Yeah, it's like, I guess that's the difference between goal setting or visualization and, and resolutions, you know? That you've got you to be smart about it, have a strategy have some uh, 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 an, an achievable approach. Those small, small wins over long periods of time get yep. you to where you want to go. But uh, if you're, and, and it's always good to like shoot for or, or reach for the stars, and then you, you get to the moon. Fantastic, you know. But um, you have to be realistic. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure. Well, that's why I think the the power of the the whole ten year goals is is because when you do the, you question your life on a larger scale and you you like because people have asked me about goal setting before and or even like when it comes to people asking about you know getting motivated or work is a bit tough like when I try to address that I immediately I start to address it or try to help them with a bit and I realize that to address it you've got to kind of take you've got to inform the thing before it and the thing before it and eventually the thing before it for me for that person is what are your values and where do you want to be in life type thing? And it's, it goes towards the 10-year goal thing. 
So I can't really. What's well, your subject a, matter when you set when you set your like? Do you have titles or anything like that, or is yeah, it just do. everything? No, no, one? I have categories. It's the same way that we've done them in the past. Yeah. What are your cate- categories? Uh, lifestyle. Um, and ch- uh, there's a definition kind of for each one. Um, family, financial, um, personal development. It's a bit of an umbrella, personal development, because I don't want to break it into too many chunks, but that's got to do with uh, physicality as it is to do with, you know, bettering myself as a human and, you know, be able to present better and all that sort of stuff. What else have I got in there? It's a big topic, that one, isn't it? It's big. Because it can kind of fit PD, anything under it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess they all, I mean, they can, all is. you can define them all however you want, right? Mm, that's right, yeah. There's, I'm the, t- I mean, you know me, you guys know me, like I, I could ch- break it into smaller and smaller chunks and the reason why it takes me a couple of weeks to do them is because I start with a fucking whole bunch of things but my goal is to try and simplify it more and more and more so I have on one page just, you know, ten goals. And in the tangles, like it might be two for for five topics. So yeah, I'm trying to boil it down. I really am, because um, the simpler it is, the easier it is for me to kind of reinforce it all the time and just keep it clear. Easier uh, to action as well, isn't easier it? Easier to action. You can look at something that like that. And, yeah, I can do that yeah. today. One phone call, or you know, ten minutes on this particular yep. subject topic. So That's yeah, the main thing is you're moving forward. You know. What are your um? What are your categories, T? Uh, yeah, pretty similar to Paul's. I got um, I've got uh, my money management, um, my uh, my career, my health and well-being, um, my uh, uh, my home, my intimate relationships, my uh, extended family, which I look at as you know everyone outside of uh, my wife and kids. That's a, you know, my mum and dad, you guys, my sis, my, her, her kids and her husband, all so yep. that extended family. And then I've got um, my hobbies, uh, my education, and, um, and that's it at this stage. And I, I rename them. So they name something that stuff that inspires me and, uh, and that helps me make decisions that guide me in the direction that I know is going to make me happy. So I, I have a, an explanation of what a space looks like and what it feels like and um, what's uh, within that space. And this can be described in, in any way that inspires you. So it could be a place or it could be an environment or a room even. And then... Um, as much articulation in that description as possible. And then when things come into my life that coincide with getting me into that place, I, I, I capitalise on it. So if I meet someone that tells me that they're a specialist in something that's directly relative to one of my visions, I'll be like, I'll just latch on them. And Tell me everything. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Right. Yeah. And how can we work something out and, you know, you know, make relationships and create relationships and and that's what guides my um, my direction and I feel like it's doing a really um, a really uh, if it's, it's a very efficient way of keeping you on track to where you want to go because mm. it's very easy to fill your day up with lots and lots of work but you, it doesn't necessarily mean 
that you're moving in the direction that you want to go. You can you can move, but it might not be. It could be in the opposite direction if you if you if you're completely um, directionless. But if you if you know where you want to go and you can use these these interactions in life as a waypoint, then it keeps you on a straight path. And that's um that's how I kind of work. And that's why I don't I don't uh, wait for like a, a new year or something to to review. I'll do it on a on a whenever on a, it's right. Yeah, like a, I've got it in, in in segments. So on a weekly basis, on a three month basis, and on a yearly basis. And I don't write a lot. I just read them. Uh, and then if something in there doesn't doesn't work for me anymore, I'll just rub it out and put something else in that does. So it's constantly malleable at any point in time, and it's dynamic. Um, depending on where I am in life. So uh, I don't feel like I'm uh, stuck to something because mm. f- that can also make me feel a bit anxious. If I've written something down, I'm like, okay, I've got to dedicate to this. Yeah. And even if it's no longer what I want, uh, so to keep all of that dynamic and then to uh, have that in the back of my head all the time, uh, it's very easy to, to start pl- plotting that path. Yeah, it's good. So my, for instance, my my tra- my training, all my health and well-being, and I've named that uh, warrior acrobat. Yes, sir. I loved uh, when you told me that a few years ago. Uh, I love that. I love the, and I took that from you. The whole uh, um, making uh, the category or making the goal descriptive in such a way that's inspiring. And I've given that advice to other people too. Like, so I like try to try to work at finding the words that get me excited about it, and that. That's the perfect example of it. Yeah, and it's and it's good because um, now I, all I I, I, I know I'll never be able to do like tumbling and all the crazy stuff that you you see, a st- like a, a, a of what you think of as an acrobat. But I've found the straps and they they're an acrobatic tool and they're just as creative and playful, and um, I get inspired to get on them and 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 do exactly that, you know, and then. I've got we've got aspiring upstairs, and that satisfies my my drive and my training. It gives my training direction when I'm mob, mob, doing my mobility. It gives me direction when I'm doing my strength training, and now I'm getting my gas tank up because instead of just like oh I just want to get it, fit, it's like I'm going to get my gas tank up so I kick shit out of Paul. You it's know? like <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, funny. Get up, get <laughs> <it> now. <laughs> But it's like a it's like an avatar or like a game avatar or something. So you're building like a character. Yeah, it's cool. I visited um, leveling him up. There was a gym on Princess Highway in Tempe. Uh, they shut down or they changed hands since. But um, that, they had Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. They had everything. Saying, yeah. And that Gigantor guy was coaching there, and I went in there a couple of times. Um, and the owner. What's his name? His name What's is Giganch. That's his nickname? Yeah, Giant. He's like... Giant. He's like, he must be almost seven foot tall. He's Whoa. huge. He's yeah. probably like six, eight or six, ten. How okay. roll with some, something that... I don't big. even know. He's fucking thick too. Oh, thick. But the guy who actually owned the, the whole gym was a Kiwi guy. Um, and he was totally into anime and uh, comic books and stuff. <laughs> and he's a sketcher himself. And he had like in the gym... It was pretty cool... Um, he had made all these different characters, different gym characters, and he'd done the sketches and he got an artist to graph them up. So you're like, the, you got the mat room 
and other portions of the room and, and in the strips of wall you had these characters and they had names and they had f- cool names and it was like the jiu-jitsu guy and it was like a freaking manga character. Looks sick, the flames all behind it. Then there was like the bodybuilder guy and then there was like the acrobat guy and there was a, new, and there was a calisthenics guy and it was pretty cool. I guess it's similar like what Adesanya does. Like he just become a character and that kind of feels... It's like a story. Yeah. Narrative. Is that it? Narrative. Narrative. Uh, The other good thing about reviewing any of your your goals or your visions is is a lot of the time if you drift drift from them and you're on the path because you know what they are and it's taken a while to get there and then you go back and you revisit them, um, it shows you that you've actually achieved a lot of the stuff that you wanted a year or two ago or if you look back on them. And, you, and it reminds you how far you've come and you're like, fuck, two years ago, I'm actually where I was wishing I, would, I, I, I could be. Yeah. Like I wanted that. And now I'm here and I'm still in that same mindset. And then you think, oh, fuck, okay. You know, you have to take a step back and just say, oh, man, like I, I need to celebrate this and enjoy it and, and pat myself on the back for actually getting to the place where I thought was almost an unachievable goal. We're talking like, you know, your, your ultimate visions. Mm. Uh, and at the time, they feel like they're so fucking far away, you know. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at, at, at ours from our business goals from might have been 2017 and it was like 120 members and there's this huge exclamation mark near each one. And I remember I when I was putting that together and going... Fuck, that's just never gonna happen. <laughs> and yeah, you know, and we're—I mean, we're obviously a lot further ahead than and then that now, as just as a business as a whole. And but it took me back to that place, and it, and it re- just reminded me that um, you can be in, in that headspace of just constantly wanting more or developing more and pushing ahead and not really taking the time to sit back and acknowledge uh, the hard work that we've already put in and enjoying the place that you're at because it's somewhere that in the past you wanted to be like badly. Yep. And you thought that you would feel very happy and satisfied once you that's all I want. Mm. I don't want anything else. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 120, it's all I asked for. Baby Jesus, please. Feet up. (laughs) (laughs) But it's human nature, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah, dissatisfaction drives our constant... uh, Struggle for progress. <laughs> I read a really good, uh, well, it was an audio book that I listened to over the break. Um, I really liked it. It's a self-development book. I don't really, there's a lot of self-development. I don't try not to read too many of them these days. because the I, name of it? Atomic Habits oh. by James Clear. I really liked it. I thought it was sick. Uh, he was a blogger, I think. And then, and his whole thing was sort of on, I guess you could say it's human psychology, but really what he's interested in is habits. And cultivating habits and how habits are the um, the cornerstone of any great achievement comes from having great habits. Uh, but yeah, the book, I really, really enjoyed it. I recommend it to anyone that's like wanting to, you know, maybe get a little bit inspired or, uh, you know, likes reading that kind of shit. Um, yeah, it was cool. It's really cool. It, it, you know, it sort of showed me that a lot of the things we do and that I do in my life, like that we've cultivated those things consciously and we've created really good habits for ourselves and that was, that was kind of cool because it's like, oh, wow, like a lot of this stuff he's talking about we've done. 
but there was also just some extra really cool tips in there. But one thing that he says, a quote that I like, is uh, don't be concerned with your current results, be concerned with your current trajectory. Yeah. Um, and I really like that because it just, it just points you to like, if you're doing the right, like if you're doing the right things, if you have an awareness around what it is that you want and how you're spending your time each day and the people you're spending your time with and um, how you're nourishing yourself and all those things, you're doing the right things and yeah. you, you will get there. And the direction you're, you're heading in. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. Good, good advice. So I'm guessing what you just went through, uh, you, you refer to it as goals, but it sounds like it's more comprehensive what you're talking about. It's kind of in a way like a life plan. Yeah, it's a, it's, well, it's, a, it's designed around firstly asking, because a lot, I think a lot of people struggle with setting a goal, the reasons behind setting a goal. And all, all of my goal setting, my visualisation is around being happy. And um, sometimes, well, I should say for, for most of us all the time, if your goals don't get you somewhere where you're happy, then that's a, it's a, it's a failed, failed direction. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of the times you may think you're going somewhere that's going to make you happy and then you get there and you realise that you're not and it's either you're there because you're trying to prove yourself to someone else or you, you know, you've had a lot of influence from close family and they know what's best for you. I, I can be that guy for sure. All of that. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. That's why I got to do these times because I, yeah, I can do it in small chunks or big yeah. chunks. Yeah, know? but you you got to you got to be able to sit I'm down ask and myself. ask yourself. Yeah. Like, and they're hard questions to answer for a lot of people because there's so much interference from the outside world, just from social pressure. I mean, from from being in a, in a certain environment where everybody likes something, yes. and you might not even yep. fucking like it, but that's that's your that's your environment. You want to fit in and all that kind of stuff. So to sit there and truly ask yourself those questions, what makes me happy? Yeah, the other thing that... Then, is, yeah. Sorry to no, speak no. The, the other thing I found was um, to ask yourself those questions and it's very difficult to sometimes be true, answer them with complete honesty yes. because of also the obligations that you have already in place. Yeah. with the things that you've invested in already um, or the, say, being a father. It's like, okay, so in front of me, I have to provide X, Y, and Z. Um, so if I ask myself, like, big lofty questions, how can I truly be objective type thing? Like, how yeah. can I be honest with those questions? Because I'm way influenced on the fact that I have to do what's in front of me as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, so there's people out there that have had kids and they don't want to be parents. Yeah. But and then you ask yourself, okay, well, what is it? Why did I do that? Yeah, but also you being unhappy around them could be the worst thing for them. I'm not saying it is, but these are the, the so for some people, these questions are really tough. Mm. But um, I mean, for me, it was a little easier, a little more simpler. But because uh, you I, like your kids. Yeah, and I love I love playing with kids and I love being a dad and. Yeah, it's just like it's 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 fucking uh, yeah. I, that side of things is all good for me, and I don't have like a strong religious element in my life that I have to deal with. Like I'm not, you know, all of these things that could potentially f force you into a place of of unhappiness or happiness. Mm. Um, you you got to be able to firstly 
ask yourself the trajectory, look at the tra trajectory you're on, ask yourself if you've one day reached that destination, is it truly going to make you happy? And the only way you can do that is to put yourself into that place. Maybe there's other ways, but the, put yourself into that place and then question the way you feel. And yeah. emotion is a very strong driver for, for, uh, for anything. So to create good habit, it has to have an emotional driver behind it. Because if you fucking hate what you're doing, you're never going to be good at it. If you hate your training, it's always going to be shit training. If you hate your job, you're never going to really excel at it. If you hate your study, you might just pass through your work, but you're not going to be getting any honours and shit like that, you know. So, but if you're passionate about what you're doing, you know that it's taking to a place where where you you are going to you you it's taking to a place of happiness, and the process of moving in that direction is what brings happiness into your immediate life, and that's that's how it all kind of stems. And when you're a happy person, the people around you are also happy, you know. So it's good, yeah. It's been working for me. And this is the uh, this is the process you're going to be taking people through uh, next Saturday. It is, yeah, Sick. yeah, Sick. yeah. Which was taught to me by by another man, but um, yeah, I can take everyone through what what I've gone through, and I'm sure that um, there'll be other stuff that gets added to that by the group and be a bit of open discussion and that kind of stuff. But it'll be good. That's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be sick. Yeah. And I think a lot of I've seen a lot of our members have already clicked on. I think they're gonna awesome. be they're super excited for it too. Yeah. It's oh, exciting. Um we're gonna close it up there. Unless you guys had any, any extra thoughts you want to throw down before we shut off? No. Cool. All right. Well, takeaways for the people there are man, just get back into some training. Don't try and uh, don't try and save the day in your first week back at the gym. Just get in three days a week, get a sweat on. Start greasing the groove, and before you know it, you'll be back training at full intensity. Um, but you know, just 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 set that goal of getting in as your first port of call. Um, and if the goal setting piece is interesting to you, and you do want some help with that, make sure you come to our workshop, which is Saturday the 18th. Details are on Facebook. You can find that on the Jungle Brothers Strength and Movement page. Um, and another reminder: Saturday 8th of Feb, we'll have our Bushfire fundraiser workshop. And we really want to spread the word for that as wide as possible so we can get a lot of people and we can raise a lot of money to help uh, the communities and the people who have been affected by the fires. Um, BJJ program is on. Hope to see you guys on the mats. First class is free. Come and do a trial session. Uh, thanks, boys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.